Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Kate Harlow here. Just a quick announcement before you dive into this week's episode. I have an Expanded Love Masterclass happening August 21st through 25th, 8 a.m. to 9.15 Pacific every morning. I go live inside of a private Facebook community and teach the five saboteur archetypes that are stopping you from having the quality of relationships that you desire. Now, I've talked a little bit about the saboteur here and there on the um, podcast, but we go so deep into the saboteur archetypes, how they play out in all of your relationships, and more importantly, how to break free from letting these patterns lead your love life. Relationships are not easy. And we certainly were not set up for success when it comes to them. And so that's why I've created the Expanded Love Masterclass. It makes it so easy to understand these patterns, understand them in a really light and fun way so that you stop keeping your heart closed and thinking you need to protect yourself from everyone you're dating or in relationships with so that you can finally have the love that you desire and really live a life that serves you and that's in alignment with you as we talk about on every episode. If your saboteur is leading your life, guaranteed you are not loving yourself. You are not living from your self-worth. You are not uh, feeling good about yourself and filled up when you're showing up on dates and in your relationships. So learn about your saboteur. It makes it so much easier to understand yourself with compassion and love so that you can create a completely different experience. This is the last time I'm offering the masterclass for free. So click the link below this video. You can check out my, the unscripted woman Instagram account and find me there. It has no E just look up Kate Harlow. You can also find me there. The unscriptedwoman.com is my website. And these are all different ways to find the expanded love masterclass link, but it'll also be linked to this episode. And I hope to see you there. Lots of love. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello. Hello. Episode how to know it's real love. Hmm. This is assuming what you want is the real thing. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, actually, about my path to my own healing path and meeting Andrew. And one of the things I prayed for was the real thing, right? Hmm. I had come out of a fantasy on again, off again, insane, not love. <laughs> like that was not love. And my prayer is every day would just be, I want to experience the real thing. Like, please show me the path to experiencing the real thing. And so we're going to talk about all the ways in which maybe you are caught up in fantasy love and fake love and how to actually open your heart for the real thing. Because literally right before we hit record, I said to Kate, everyone can have the real thing, but there are behaviors 
and mindsets and choices you have to make in order to get there. And we're inundated in our society with the fake thing and calling it love. And if you've been following our podcast for a while, you know, I say this literally every time that my main problem with the fairy tale is the effortlessness of what it makes love look like, the instant love that it presents, and that it's you only see the like one dim- one dimension of what a relationship actually takes. Um, so off we go today <laughs> with how to know it's the real thing. And of course, we have to start with how to know it's not the real thing. Um, Take it away, Kate Harlow. Oh, well, I actually feel emotional today about Mm. this topic and I feel, I feel heartbroken at the state of the world right now. And, you know, everything is perfect. It is how it is. And we're all on our own journeys. And I think that it's, it's just a, an opportunity to come back and remember who we are over and over again. But I just, what breaks my heart is like this, the fake world that we're all exposed to every day. And we think it's real and how much of this fake world. And I'm, I mean, obviously I think Instagram and I know there's many apps now like TikTok and, you know, it goes on and on, but Instagram to me feels like the biggest social media. social media and it's just but instagram with the pictures and the videos and the and and even in our industry i just see like everything is about what people look like and everyone's got filters on their faces and it just i feel so heartbroken at the the fantasy that is everywhere and it's been everywhere for a long time like in movies and magazines and tv and we've you know we've we've had like since we were children we've had this this alternate world to compare ourselves to. But I think about how much TV I watched as a kid and how many magazines I read in contrast to how much people are on their phones and are consuming those messages. And I just feel so sad when I think of how much of how much, how much women are missing and how much we're robbing ourselves without knowing it. You don't know what you don't know until you know, but how much we're robbing ourselves of experiencing real joy, real love, real intimacy, real connection, which I think is why we're fucking here and not just romantic relationships because we're all trying to, we're all, we've all subscribed to some fucking fake fantasy life. I'm like dropping the F-bombs today because I feel, I'm feeling this so deep, like just over it and just like really ready to call women to rise and to rise above all that crap. It's fake. Like if you are comparing yourself to Instagram and people's relationships on there, you do not know what's happening inside of their relationships. Just because people can smile and they have nice white teeth on Instagram. God, you look at pictures of me and my partner, we're really happy and he looks miserable in photos. Like photos don't mean anything. It's just a facade. And you know, people's curated lives on Instagram. Meanwhile, like I, I think of, I was just in Italy on a trip while I live in Greece. So there's, there's, you know, tourists everywhere. And I watch people like, don't, they don't even take in the sites. They're just doing selfies of them at the sites. And they're not even stopping to connect with the Acropolis, which to me is like the most breathtaking thing in the world. And people are just like, selfie, I'm at the Acropolis, like not even living it and experiencing it. So I feel like 
it's the same with love and relationships. It's like, if you are experiencing fantasy love, you're starving yourself. And, and that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Cause if you're starving, you're going to keep eating the breadcrumbs. You're going to keep eating those little bits of like, oh, I feel needed in this moment. Oh, I feel loved and cared for in this moment. Oh, wait, I feel like shit in the next moment, but I feel like, oh, this guy texted me or I got another date or I got, I got a compliment or I got a dopamine hit and then followed by the crash. That is not real love. That is love that is rooted in fear. And if it's a fantasy, it's rooted in fear. It's I need to stay in my mind and project the illusion of the love that I want and how I want to feel out onto the world around me rather than actually experiencing it. There it is. (laughs) There it is. And what people are, you know, I was, I actually, as I'm listening to you and thinking about my own journey, the spiritual awakening, right. That everyone keeps talking about, right. And that everyone seems to keep having that for me, doesn't happen through drugs. Spiritual awakening is the recognition of what is not real. Like that's the actual spiritual awakening, not a heightened ecstatic, you know, instant state of, of a drug trip or, um, even one healing session. It's, the moment of recognition of, oh my God, what is real is my body, my heartbeat, all emotions, my imperfections, my goodness of who I am and my inherent value and worth that I've been thinking I have to go search for outside of myself, right? That, that the true, you know, we do say the quote Rumi's quote, right? Your path is not task is not to seek for love, but to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you've built against it. And true spiritual teachers since the beginning of time have have been talking about the letting go of what is not love in order to discover what it is. You, I thought you, right. And what I thought love was with my on again, off again was essentially getting high. And that's what I want to kind of emphasize that that's what's happening on Instagram. Like you're, we're seeing the heightened moment right? Like the, the ecstatic moment rather than the day to day and love for me. So, so I am going to offer, um, that David Rico is a Buddhist psychotherapist. He's essentially one of my mentors and his work is what saved me during my on again, off again relationship. And his teaching about love is what I want to offer to actually give you the quote unquote, the answer. (laughs) Um, so he says that there are essentially five A's of love right? How to know it's love. These things are happening. So let's see if I can remember off the cuff, off the cuff here. All right. Number one is attention, which is about presence, right? So Kate and I, let's make a note that we need to actually make a podcast about the difference between attention and love, because lots of women think because you're getting a text message every day that you're somehow being given attention. That's not attention. Attention is when Kate and I sign on before we hit record, we make eye contact, we're listening to what's going on in one another's hearts. We're not also doing 500,000 things at once. We're actually talking to each other. And I want you to think about if you're dating someone right now, how you, whether or not you feel their presence, that's what attention is in love. Number and, two. Oh, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to add to each one. 
are you present? Right. Are you present? Obviously. Are you home in your body? Are you able to actually fully receive someone? Are you thinking about what you're going to say next and how you can right. like fix them or change them or, or argue with them or whatever, like presence. Are you present? Are they present? Are you able to hold space for each other? And you're actually like with each other when you're with each other. Ooh, and this this, this. is of course, self-love is like, of, of course it goes without saying these are the things that you must embody yourself. Right. Yes, like I yes, love, so course. I love that you're going to yeah. deepen it with each time. Um, and perfect about what you just said about people traveling. No, no one's fucking present anymore. No one is. And then they're wanting love, but they're running around with it like a chicken with their head cut off. Right. Right. And how many women don't know how to be present with themselves because they're too busy yes. scrolling Instagram and thinking about other people's life rather than yes. it requires centering and, and to actually pause long enough to say what is happening right inside of me to, to offer love to yourself. Yeah. And I, I feel, I, I just want to interject I, with that. I feel sad thinking of remembering what my life felt like when I wasn't present, when I was, I was, a, I thought a great friend. I really prided myself on being a great friend, but I was always like pleasing and shape-shifting and, and I wasn't really prepped. Like I couldn't be, a, I couldn't be alone ever. I was always on my phone. Mm -hmm. This is pre-social media. So I was like on my phone, on TV, calling people on TV, watching shows, <laughs> calling people like emailing MSN yeah. chatting, like doing whatever to, to, to not be alone or having friends over or going out with friends. Cause I couldn't be with myself. And a lot of women think they are independent, but like, are you really with yourself? Right. Are you able to sit? If you can't sit and meditate, you know, and meditation doesn't have to look like, you know, sitting cross-legged on a cushion and ohm, but you could be, you know, I meditate sitting outside and looking at a bird, watching a bird, watching the birds, watching a tree. Like, can you be with yourself? If you can't, that's an indicator. It's time to come home. <laughs> and if you're with, if you're dating someone and they can't be with you, like yes. really be with you, that's not love. Text messages every day is not love. No. Seeing you once a month is not love. Just having sex with you is not love. Present. Right. So attention is number one. Number two is affection, right? So it goes without saying being touched, hugged, adored, right? Cared for in this way. You can't have love without physical closeness. And he goes on to say affection is also compassion, right? So I'm on a like whole um, rant these days lately about perfectionism and the antidote to perfection is compassion, right? Like is humanity. And so what I'm watching in fantasy love is, I mean, oh my God. So it's another fucking tangent, right? He's not masculine enough for me. Like he's not, you know, spiritual enough for me, or like, he's not fucking me open to God every second. Like we are human beings first, right? We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And for me, affection is the compa and, and compassion. The nature of being together is, is saying, can I hold space for you, hum your humanity? And if a woman is not, if a woman doesn't love herself and she has low self-worth, she's caught up in proving herself, performing on social media, performing in her life, trying to be perfect. So you don't have any affection, right? Affection towards yourself is compassion, compassion for your journey, compassion for your struggle, compassion for your mistakes, compassion for the choices maybe you've made in partnership and know that you can choose differently right now. 
So that's the second A, attention, number one, affection. Is there compassion in our shared, um, in our dating, in our relationship? Do I have compassion for myself? And are we hugging? Are we kissing with tenderness, mm-hmm. right? Not just like, I mean, I feel like I was, there's a research study about how happy couples are, um, is de- dependent on how often they kiss and hug. Actually, it's not even about sex. It's like how often they kiss and hug and the quality of their kisses and hug. Is it like a quick, like whatever, like drive by, right? Or, you know, the Gottman Institute says that your brain actually changes with a six second kiss. And since having a baby, Andrew and I deliberately practice kissing for six Mm -hmm. seconds and hugging for 20 seconds because it changes your brain and your nervous system. Yes. Right. And so does having a baby. And how, (laughs) I mean, second A. Everything. (laughs) And how, how much, I'm just like feeling how much those are connected because if you're not present and you're affectionate, exactly. you're not like, I think of how I had old boyfriends who were super affectionate, but they weren't present and it felt violating because I wasn't present. They weren't present. I wasn't in my body. So it's like, they, it was all about them just wanting to have sex or them being like pervy or like grabbing my ass or whatever, or something. But it's like, if I'm not home in my body and you're not home in yours and we're not with each other, we're not, we're not actually present with each other, then the affection doesn't feel good. Even sex. I used to pretend it felt good, but it didn't because I wasn't present. They weren't present. And, and like, gosh, these things, this is everything. I love this list. Number three, which I'm sure you're going to have lots to say about, because this is related to the fantasy acceptance. Mm. The third A of love is acceptance. And If you want to be adored, seen, cared for, the only way that happens is if you're accepted for who you are. And the only way you can actually love someone else is if you accept them for who they are. And when people ask, people ask me, how'd you know you loved Andrew? And I said, because there was nothing I wanted to change about him that who he was as a man is what I loved, how he was bringing himself into the world, how he was bringing himself to me, right? What was happening between the two of us. There was nothing I wanted to change or fix or manage or control acceptance. And my very first program, when I started coaching 11 years ago, I did 21 days to (laughs) self-love and I had self-love as three components, self-care, self-acceptance, and self-expression, because you can't love yourself without self-acceptance. You can't, if you are constantly trying to change yourself or pretend to be someone you're not, or, or chasing some image of who you think you're supposed to be, you can't love yourself. Fant the at the root of fantasy love, and I'm sure you would agree, is projection, right? Is an imagination of who the person is across from me rather than actual presence with who they are. And then I have to keep up with the fantasy by continuing to project the illusion onto you of who I need you to be. And then I freaking punish you when you're not that, right? Or I punish myself when I'm not that, or that's what all the negative toxic behaviors kind of, um, are born from, right. Is a lack of acceptance and just fighting life, right. Fighting who the person is fighting life, fighting against the current, right. So almost all of our episodes about, you know, calling in love or feeling more confident have been about acceptance. So of course, acceptance is the third a I love acceptance. And, and it's, 
I mean, what you just said about what we do with, with our partners, like trying to change them, trying to make them into, it's like, oh, okay, there's some things I love. And so if I just change this, 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 then, then, then it'll be the right person for me and how shitty that feels when someone's trying to change you, but we do it to ourselves too, right? Like instead of accepting the beautiful woman that you are, like how many of you are going to have surgeries to change what you look like, or, you know, like trying to force yourself to lose weight when it's not coming off or like, but it's an abusive cycle as opposed to like, it, 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 we're in this uh, lack of self-acceptance in so many ways internally. And then of course we project it and it's based on a fantasy too, a fantasy of someone else's story of what we're supposed to look like, of what we're all supposed to be like, of what, what's accepted, what's like not accepted. And, and so we're living in this fantasy world and then we're trying to keep up with it and then beating ourselves up when we don't feel like we fit. But the thing is like, they're all self-fulfilling prophecies. I think of when we are sacrificing ourselves or people pleasing, for example, to, to get love. And then we feel like we're not good enough. We're not lovable. Nobody loves us. We're, we're like, we're, we don't matter. We're not important all that. All those wounds come up and get activated. It's because you're, you are not being authentically true to who you are and what's true for you. You are lying and being like, yeah, I'll please, I'll do this thing so that you love me. And then why don't I feel loved? Because I'm doing this thing that's not me so that you love me. As I say, everyone's trying to get this like feeling of belonging and, oh, I never feel like I fit in. I never feel like I belong. Are you being all of who you are? No. Well, of course, you're not going to feel like you belong. So all of our fantasy, shape-shifting, whatever, protective mechanism, perfectionism, it's all keeping you from actually receiving love and actually feeling love. So until you come home and accept all of you, and when you do, you accept other people so much easier and you attract people who are easy to accept because you're accepting all of you and loving all of you, even those parts of you that you thought were ugly, when you learn to love those parts of you and have space for those parts of you and learn how to how to have compassion for those parts of you, you have so much more compassion for other people and their parts. And yeah, love and it. And you love accept if someone doesn't want a relationship with you. You yeah. accept someone's lack of capacity to partner with you, even if you deeply care for them and wish that they would be in relationship with you. Like the thing that set me free, like the moment of Jamie asking to get back together with me and me looking at him and just saying, no, because I know that who you are is not what I need and who you are is enough. And I bless your journey and I want you to be happy, but acceptance also includes the things that you would need in relationship. Right. And I watch so many women try to minimize their need to fit being with whoever the man is in front of them, rather than believing that they actually deserve to be met. And that's what shifted for me. Right. And guess what? I fucking met Andrew six months after that conversation with Jamie, where I rooted into no, what I want, what I, or what I desire, what I need is more closeness than you have to give. And that's okay. I don't, I'm sick of trying to get you to be closer. Right. And I've already made the joke a hundred times. Like I'm now married six years with a kid. Jamie went on to like live in a monastery for three years. (laughs) So (laughs) like, like that, that's acceptance too. And actually that's what transformed my relationship with Jamie. We were able to stay in contact for a little while because we just stopped needing each other to be different. Yes. Right. It was like, whoa, I can appreciate. Okay. Yes. Here's the next or, or 
Next A <laughs> is appreciate is appreciation. Yes. And appreciation, first of all, all the relationship research shows that cu- a culture of appreciation in a relationship is a happy relationship. And appreciation is not just saying like, oh, I appreciate that you took the garbage out. It's I appreciate your courage and, and being around you gives me courage. Right. I appreciate your willingness to always see the bright side of things. And it helps me to be lighter in my life. Right. Like appreciation is I can see the. So once I accept who they are, I can actually enjoy who they are. And for me, that's what appreciation is. It's not just the things that they do. It's the secure attachment delight right. And in, in who someone is like, I, I enjoy being with you. I'm delighted by your presence. I don't take for granted, you know, who you are and what happens for me when I'm around you and don't call it love. I mean, don't call it love. If you want them to be different, stop yes. telling yourself it's love and stop telling yourself it's love. If you're only focused on how you feel. Because if you're not also paying attention to how that person shows up, right, and whether or not these A's are present, that's actually the fantasy, right? I watch women get into the relationship. They've known someone for like 2.5 seconds, right? That's kind of, that's like the given of, you know, you're in a projection if you get into a relationship that fast. Like you don't know them. You've already decided you've put the illusion onto their face and then you're going to make it work rather than both Kate and I want to shout from the rooftops that there's a difference between effortlessness in, and like the fantasy and then the ease that happens when you have found someone who's aligned or it just is an ease in your way of being. Yes. Um, so appreciation is the fourth A. I love these so much. <laughs> so, this is fun unpacking each one. Um, first, I want to speak to you talked about wanting them to be different. And of course, that comes from acceptance. You're not accepting or appreciating who they are. And that's control. That's not love. That's control. That's the controller. She wants to take this person and make, I mean, really we do it in so many ways. It's like, okay, if you change this, 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 then I wouldn't feel bad. So I need you to be different. So I don't feel bad. And that is not your job. Like it's actually quite unfair when you think about it. Everyone else is living their own life. They only got one, right? You got one. Most of us aren't even living our own lives. We're living everybody else's life and trying to control everyone around us. So we don't feel pain instead of learning how to be in relationship with ourselves, with our own pain, with our own pleasure in our own lives, making our our own choices, following our own hearts. We're like making decisions for other people, blaming other people, trying to control other people. It's not your job. And it's such a waste of your life. There are people who are aligned for you, but you'll never meet them yes. unless, and it's not just one person. There are people, souls, a whole bunch of them that are aligned for you. And you will not meet them. If you are operating from your fear, from your patterns, if you're trying to control people around you, make them different so that you like them, or you feel better, or you accept accept them. So I thought about me and Jeff in that instance. It's like once I, when I was in a relationship with Jeff for seven years, I wanted him to be different. I was starving from our presence. And I kept saying, I just want emotional intimacy. And he's like, okay, well, if you're so emotionally intimate, bring it, be it like, what, why are you asking me for it? You're the expert. And I'm like, well, I, for some reason with you, I can't, like, I don't know how. And I was just like trying to force it, but it's not who he is. And so once I 
accepted that fully and was able to let go and move on. And sometimes it takes time. So there's that too. If you're in yes. the, if you're listening to this episode, cause you were uncertain, give yourself compassion and grace and space to let it take time and let yourself get clear unless the relationship's hurting you, in which case get out. Um, so once I fully accepted Jeff, it was clear he was not aligned for me anymore. It doesn't mean he wasn't aligned for me in the past. He was for what I needed that relationship to be at the time. I don't believe there's any, any accidents in any relationship. And I accepted who he was and accept fully accepted who I am and who I'm becoming. And it was no longer aligned. So I was able to let go of the romantic relationship. But guess what? Just like what you said about Jamie, I have such deep, I have like more love for Jeff now. So much appreciation. I love him so much. I appreciate who he is, everything he gave to me and how he showed up in our relationship and how he shows up in the world. And I'm so proud of everything he's created. And it's like, I can have a totally different experience with him now that I'm not trying to stick a square peg into a round hole. Like it's not who he is and it's not our job to change people. And it's so unfair. So instead of changing the person that's in front of you, get to know your own soul, because like belong to yourself, learn how to live from the truth of who you are, learn how to follow your heart and like, just get curious about you instead of being so obsessed with trying to make this thing outside of you fit. If it doesn't feel aligned, if you aren't naturally appreciative, I think of in my relationship with Patricio, appreciation is pouring out of me in every moment. And same with all my friends, you and I are constantly appreciating each other. And yes. it's not just words. It's a feeling. I'm living in the feeling of appreciation for my life, for my friends, for my for my partner, for my um, Pilates studio and all the people that work there, for my coffee shop. Like I live from appreciation. And because I, I have a life that's true to my heart. And I really want to bring home this idea of how many women approach personal development from trying to change themselves, right? Like I have to be, you know, if you approach preparing for partnership, I have to be more feminine. I have to be more X, Y, Z rather than it's actually recognizing, whoa, what are the fear-based behaviors, right? How have I been saying to myself, if only I change X, then I'll be enough, right? Or then I'll have the feeling that I want, right? We do it to ourselves. And of course, the final A is allowing. So the opposite of control. Right. <laughs> and, and that this is it. This is how you know it's real love. These five things are happening and feel, I mean, this is spiritual awakening for me. This is spiritual. This is mindful, spiritual practice to embody these, these things and these principles partnered with, you know, the flow of life. I fought like fucking hell to make my relationship with Jamie work, right? You know, if you're ending up in therapy before you're even engaged, like that there's a problem. Right. And, and, you know, if you're feeling worse about yourself or it's bringing out the worst of yourself, when you're with that person, it's probably not right for you. Can I highlight one thing about that? These dynamics on again, off again, it's like, if you feel like, oh, I'm in so much pain being in the relationship, got to break up. And then you break up and you're like, oh, I'm feeling so much pain out of the relationship. Got to get back together. If you're stuck in that cycle, that is a fear-based cycle. That is your wounded child. And that is not healthy, aligned love. And that's not presence with yourself because if you can't be yes. with your feelings, like, and that, 
that's what was, that's, what's driving most of dysfunction in relationship is the inability to just be with what is right. Be with truth, be with the surrender to this moment, right? We, we just did that epic episode. If you have not listened yet to how to, um, oh my God, how to have patience on your journey to finding love or how to lose the fear that you'll never find someone. That's what it was <laughs> two episodes, <laughs> two episodes ago, right? This is what we talked about that. Like, can you let yourself enjoy the journey? And it's not, you totally become passive. So you don't take action around the things that you desire, but you don't fight. And every woman needs to know. And Kate, this is the thing that you have given me. This is the thing that I appreciate so much about you because being around you helps me embody this to stop fighting life. Yeah. So like actually be in the flow of life and learn how to let myself be carried and let myself be moved by things, right? Most women and my own trauma history led me to fight, right? I have to make things happen. I have to push and force rather than the healing journey around love, the healing journey around authenticity and, and truth is, can I lay that shit down? Right. Can I commit to I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm going to have determination to take action on the things that I want. I'm going to have aligned behavior with the things that I say that I want, but I'm no longer going to fight, push, force, chase, convince someone to try to be with me or constantly think there's something wrong with me and I have to get that person to love me. Right. I'm going to let myself be carried. I'm going to let myself be with the flow of what's happening. I'm going to let myself own what it is that I desire and who I am and what I need and how I feel and the kind of life that I want to live. And then trust that the people who can't wait to be in that with me, right. The who are delighted by me are the people that I want to be around. Yes, exactly. And it is aligned. Love feels Easy. easy. And there's moments of activation. You're human, but it's like, what do you do in those moments? And you, even if you fight in those moments, what do you do after those moments? Do you communicate? Do you have conversations like aligned love feels good. It feels nourishing and it takes time. What was the last word again? Allowing allowing that. So that the last thing I'll say is love deepens over time. I was, I was laying in bed with Patricio the other day and we've been, you know, he, in each other's lives for 16 months and, and two parts to our relationship. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. Both of us say, I love you so much more every time. And it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. It doesn't mean it's not hard in moments, but it deepen. I mean, that's what that's part of the deepening is the hard moments right, the hard and moments. how we handle the hard moments and love deepens over time. It's not fast. It's not furious. It's not only in moments and you feel shitty half of the time and sh great half of the time, like you and Jamie, if that is the roller coaster ride is not love. That's your wounds intertwined with each other. There's healing relationships and there's hurting relationships. You're either hurting yourself over and over again, or you're healing through love and love is who you are. So if your life isn't rooted and anchored in love, chances are you're probably not going to have a relationship that feels this way, but so much more is possible. So yeah, I, I love this episode. This is fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and you know, right. If you're in this and you've only known dysfunction, if you don't know how to connect with yourself, there actually is work that you can do. And that's what Kate and I offer, right? Yes. So if this podcast inspired you, if all of the podcasts inspires you know that there's the next step of the intimacy that actually happens in a coaching relationship or a group program and the support you need so that your behavior, right? Your beliefs and your behavior reflect the truth that, you know, rather than just having ideas, but then it's not in integrating into how you're being in the world. So we're both available for your, you share this episode with someone, you know, who needs to hear it. I'm glad. I mean, David Rico, again, it's David Rico's five A's of love, um, that there's, there was actually a map and, and his work is when I looked at my ex and I was like, Whoa, I'm not, none of these things are present here. <laughs> Like, whoa, whoa. and didn't beat myself up about it, but it was like, okay, this isn't love. And I want the real thing, right? Again, my prayer every day was I want the real thing. And I did my side of the work to be available for the real thing. And that is the work. So we love and appreciate you listening to the new truth podcast very much. And so we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.